0: What is up, everybody? This is Ryan here with The Scale-Up Show. This episode is another solo pod, under 10 minutes, demystifying VC backwards, bootstrap. Um, I break down not only those two, but a bonus two types of companies to so understand how to create revenue from them, their motivators, how it all applies, super simple. I uh, broke it down and I think you'll find it massively helpful because I've seen this absolutely blow up revenue once you understand the invisible forces that impact these types of companies. Check it out. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions and this show is the answer. What is up, everybody? This is Ryan here with the Scale Up Show. I'm back, baby, with another solo episode. Um, once again, this is going to be short form. I am keeping this tight to under 10 minutes. So this could be something real simple and easy that you listen to. So, you know, what we're going to talk about today is the uh, the difference between, you know, VC versus Bootstrap today, right? And I'm seeing massive swings of emotion between the two of these groups because I do have clients. In both sides, and I interview people um on both sides that are bootstrapped, VC backed, and I'm seeing a massive behavior differential between the two of them. And this isn't good, bad, or indifferent. This is just really interesting for me to watch in real time as this this is kind of happening in a down market or a dip market, whatever you want to call it. And so here's here's what's happening, right? And this relates to a concept that helps me not only Sell better. Um, we're specifically in the enterprise space, but helping customers as well, and so uh, it's highly, highly relevant to multiple situations. Okay, so the two, the two tale of two ways that these companies are operating right now. A lot of the VC companies, unless they just got funding, seem like they are very, very stressed out. Had to lay off a lot of, a lot of employees. Sometimes ten percent is kind of like the standard right now. You're seeing different things happening with. With obviously Twitter with what Elon's doing and other tech startups. And so there's there's um, I think probably because of the fact that they had to grow so fast and they would hire and have a lot of people allocated to different jobs to facilitate that growth, massive overheads happening. And so their burn is so much higher because they're they're spending money um at almost like a, a break-even, sometimes a loss rate. So then you got to look at runway in terms of how much money you have before the the company goes out of business, right? Um, on the other side of it, I see a lot of bootstrap CEOs that are very, very calm, right? They're still having good growth projections, highly profitable, a lot of cash in the bank, so they're not as worried about this blip. And so why this is relevant to you, whether you're a CEO, a revenue leader, um, or marketing leader, investor, you name it, is, is these are kind of like the four differentials of, of what I've seen based on how a company is, is structured from an ownership perspective and how it relates. So the first one is vc back. We talk about that. And so if you're trying to sell to a vc back company, the rapid top-line growth with pressure to triple revenue in the first three years and then double for the next two years To get to 1 million to 100 million. That's kind of like the ideal VC backed playbook. Now, granted, there's exceptions to this in every rule, but if you look at the investors, um, you look at a lot of the the venture backed, like ideal profiles, this is what they want, right? And so if you look at that, if you're selling to them, everything should be pointing in a line with that direction, because that helps facilitate their end goal and what the invisible force that's shaping how their C level reacts or behaves. Okay, so that's step one. So that's the VC backed. Number two, we have PE backed, right? That's private equity backed. Okay. And so what they look for, and and I could I could vouch for this because I lived through this, right? I went through multiple cycles with being owned by a PE backed company. And that was the invisible force that shaped who they brought in, you know, in terms of additional executives, but also how we behaved as a company. And so, And and they specifically said this, and these guys were previously at Bain & Company, which is one of the the largest investor companies. They created their own boutique company, but they were looking for 15 to 20% uh, top and bottom line growth annually. And the whole focus was doing more with less. Now, if you look at a PE cycle, ideally the average is five to seven years where they buy a company, grow it past certain revenue thresholds. For example, if they're at... um, 5 million they wanted to grow to past uh, definitely way past 10 million maybe 30 million because there's different revenue jumps I think at 10 million, 30 million and 100 million where the multiple return if they resell it um basically has, is is much greater. And so that's the the main thing that I've seen with PE back companies is do more with less, consistent top line and bottom line growth, not as aggressive with the top line growth as VC backed. They want a heavy focus on profit. Um, while doing more with less. Okay. Then you have private. So this is the bootstrapped area. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So going back to the PE, if you are selling to these types of companies, um, if you could do more with less or show them that more with less philosophy, this is going to get them really excited. Uh, so it's not just top line, it's bottom line growth. So how can you mirror both of those? All right. Then let's go to private. This is private only. So this could be bootstrapped, this could be private family owned. And so Typically, this is profitable growth ownership uh, who are willing to sacrifice speed of growth in exchange for, they don't want to lose control over their company, right? And so a lot of times the family or the owners will take dividends onto the business, which means they'll pull the profit out of the business uh, and use that to basically, I don't want to say bankroll because that sounds negative, but basically create a, a lifestyle that, that meets that cash flow, and I don't say lifestyle business where they don't work. I don't mean that at all. But basically, you know, a, an opportunity to create large amounts of capital that they can pull out of the business. Now, granted, their motivations might be different um, if if they are looking to sell or they have a, a basically some kind of event on the horizon or acquisitions that they make. But what I've seen is for companies that have been around a while, this is the this is how they behave. So. It somewhat mimics the PE-backed company, um, but it's a little bit different in terms of the focus. And I would say it's not as aggressive when when you look at the top line and bottom line growth expectations because the PE-backed have like a five to seven year window where they want to buy a company and typically flip it um, and cash out, okay? Then you have publicly traded, which publicly traded was really, really unique. And their number one focus is stock price. Right, at least short term. Uh, I had a client that was was at a basically a private private company. He was the VC back company, and then he was a publicly traded company. And I said, "Hey, what's the number one thing that that's different in a publicly traded company being the CEO of a publicly traded company versus all those other situations?" And he said, "Ryan, he goes, I've never seen such a heavy focus on stock price. He's like, we have so much focus on quarterly earnings calls." Um, making sure those are presented in the right way so the market reacts positively to our stock price all the way from the spin on, you know, growth and acquisition. Um, And, and so there, that's what a predominant focus is. It's uh, organic or acquisition based, based growth so that the stock price continues to climb. Okay. So the other thing that was really interesting is basically um, companies will look at OpEx and CapEx expenses really tightly, especially OpEx, because that will affect affect the earnings. Uh, but at the same time, he said, Hey, Ryan, like I don't focus as much on long-term planning at all. I don't have the cap- capacity to do that because so much more time is, is focused on quarterly, uh, earnings. So anyways, those are kind of the four differences and you know, what I'd encourage you to do is. If you are selling to any of these types of companies or they're in your your base is truly understand and segment by these four different buckets, VC backed, PE backed, private or public, and really, really understand that. Because what I've seen are there's really, really good sweet spots of sometimes like companies will have a horizontal solution, but they might do really well with VC backed and public companies, but not as good as PE backed or private companies so remember these are the invisible forces that dictate how a c-suite behaves along with the vertical that they're in so if you know that like you'll truly truly have a hand up on all the competition uh if you understand that because then that gets you to align and ask the right questions of whether it be a liquidity event you know for a private company if they're looking to sell or PE back what's What what year of the cycle are you in? Right, VC back. What's your horizon for the next funding round? If you're public, right? How much of a focus can this impact stock price? All those are areas that will create massive, massive windfall of advantage in the accounts, and you'll absolutely crush it. So, uh, really appreciate you checking out this episode. If this was helpful, please, please, please share this. I don't have any. Advertising as of right now uh, on the show, although I'm getting approached all the time. So if this is helpful, please, please share it with someone, subscribe, rate and review it. Um, I appreciate you, thanks for checking it out and let me know if you like this or anything else and we'll try and include it in the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering